You all win. I shaved my mustache. And these are the power rankings. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I am Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. The power rankings are out for this week. Also, uh, listen to the Drake Toll Show, 12 to 2 Central Time on YouTube. How fun is that? You know, when it comes to power rankings, I I have this like rule that I live by. That is, they are power rankings. Not this isn't this isn't the best team, right? I think in a head to head neutral site matchup, uh, some of these teams that are lower than others would win. And that sounds kind of weird. I I just this is more morale for me. This isn't like a oh you know knockdown drag out today X team is going to win. Who's the best team in the conference on the field? This is instead, in my opinion, power ranking power. This is morale, momentum, and your recent weeks and, and how your team did it. If you lost to a team, you obviously fall. And that's why we're going to start with number one, the Texas Longhorns. They're good, man. They're good. Quinn Ewers is good. Xavier Worthy is good. A.D. Mitchell is good. Jonathan Brooks is good. They have a, an all-star cast offensively. Obviously, their defensive line could probably win an NFL game. Uh, they might beat the Chicago Bears. That's hyperbolic. Nobody yell at me. It's not that that's hyperbolic. Uh, this team's just good. It sucks. Jalen Ford, congrats. Byron Murphy, congrats. Number two is Oklahoma. They won by a lot against Iowa State. Is Iowa State really good? Is Iowa State really good? No. But Oklahoma's undefeated still. One of those two teams will win this Saturday and the other will lose. That's a, that's a good part of that. But the, one of them has to stay undefeated and that part sucks. Number three is Kansas State. Look, Kansas State has been pretty darn good since that loss to Missouri. The Wildcats got a bye week. They got to rest up a little bit. Now this week, Kansas State has an opportunity to take on Oklahoma State on a Friday night and move to 4-1, and 2-0 in Big 12 play. K-State, Will Howard, 1,000 yards, 8 touchdowns in his 4 games along with 4 interceptions. You are number 3. Number 4, the West Virginia Mountaineers. I am shocked. I am shocked that C.J. Donaldson, this team, this offensive line, has somehow rallied to the point where they could beat TCU on the road and be a legitimate Big 12 title contender. And you go, Drake, Drake, that's crazy. How could they compete for a Big 12 title? They're still, maybe they're still fraudulent. No. This team has beaten Texas Tech and TCU. Two, this isn't, they didn't just beat Houston. They didn't just win a random one-off game. They didn't just beat a Baylor, who I still think might be bad or an Iowa State, or an Oklahoma State. They beat TCU. They beat Texas Tech. West Virginia's good. It's time to tell your kids about 9-3 and three West Virginia because that's the way their schedule pans out. They're at number four. Number five, the Kansas Jayhawks. This is different from the graphic I posted on Twitter. I got it wrong. In that one, I put BYU over Kansas. Of course not. Kansas lost to Texas, the number one team in the Big 12. BYU got a win over Cincinnati, the number 11 team in the Big 12. I I, I know that the Kansas game late was ugly. I get it. They played the juggernaut of the conference. They played far and away the best team in the conference. Right now, we're all playing for second, and it sucks. I get it. I get it. I don't want to talk about it any more than I have to already. Kansas is at five, and I feel confident in that. I still think they have maybe the second best offense in the Big 12 behind Texas. Number six, BYU. Here's where we get kind of foggy. 
behind five is still a lot of unproven. Behind number five in the power rankings, still a question mark of I think any of these teams could beat any of these teams. And you can maybe make that case for everybody past Texas. I, I, I know Oklahoma fans are screaming and throwing things. I still need a little proof. You've beaten Cincinnati, who's not good. You've beaten Iowa State, who's not good. Most of this conference is not good. I need to see you beat a Kansas State. BYU is at six after winning in Cincinnati at home, dominating for most of it, and then it was close at the end. Not I say dominating for most of it. Dominating for most of like the third and a half quarter. It felt like, oh, this is BYU's game. Who cares? And then Cincinnati made that weird little score at the end. Garbage time. I don't know. BYU at six. Number seven, TCU. And, and it's like a reluctant seven. You're at home. There is no reason this conference to lose at home. Unless you're playing Texas, there's no reason to lose at home. West Virginia is a very good team. I, I agree. You're at home in a night game. Here's your opportunity to just go and win a football game. Make Chandler Morris be a good quarterback for four quarters. I dare you. New challenge. New challenge, TCU. The Chandler Morris be good for four quarters challenge. I mean, it's not like the TCU defense is just abysmal. I don't look at the TCU defense and think, look look what they did against SMU. This week against West Virginia, they weren't bad. Against the pass, they weren't bad at all. I just... Chandler Morris isn't pushing the needle for me. He's not moving the needle for me. The TCU run game was fine. Timely play, man. West Virginia's timely play and defense won this game. TCU, this week, you're at number seven. Now the back seven. Number eight, Texas Tech. You beat Houston. Congrats. That's the worst team in the Big 12. Congrats, Texas Tech. I don't know what to do with you. You were supposed to be way better than this. I had a future placed on you to go to the Big 12 championship, and you are not going to do that. That stinks. Number nine, Baylor. This is controversial. A lot of people think Baylor's too too high in this poll. What Again, what I do with these polls is give you the power rankings from a morale standpoint, from a what have you done for me lately standpoint, from a how dangerous does this team seem right now. After the way Baylor played in that last 15 minutes against UCF, this seems like a dangerous ta- team. Now that your quarterback, Blake Shapin, is back, the defense stepped up the secondary, especially in the second half, and the momentum that you get from a 28-point comeback down 35-7 is huge, especially with the Texas Tech night game at home this week in Waco. A a legitimate shot for Baylor to win two straight in the Big 12 after we thought this team would maybe go 2-10 now that Blake Shapin's back. Number 10, UCF. I love UCF with John Rice Plumley. And until he comes back and proves he's completely healthy, I'm selling this team. I'm selling. They've lost two straight games in the Big 12. Timmy McLean is good, not a closer. John Rice Plumley is that dog. He's a closer. They're at number 10 because of the way they lost to Baylor. Demoralizing. Crowd all leaves. UCF loses after being up by 28. What a choke job. They're at number 10. Number 11, Cincinnati. Here is where like this, this final four now is just so bad, man. And, and there are some bright spots. I like Emory Jones. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He can run the ball. I like the Cincy defense, too. I just think the consensus on some of these new teams is true. Not really ready. And, and how do you recruit a Power 5 roster when you're not in the Power 5? I can give you that excuse. That's why Cincinnati, for me, is at 11. They need some milk. They need some help. Cincinnati's not very good right now. 12, Iowa State. You fought against Oklahoma early on. That first, that first quarter was very high scoring. Then it just fell apart. 
we're starting to learn Iowa State is not one of the more talented teams in the Big 12. They will have a hard time going to a bowl. They might finish four and eight. They sit at two and three. They very well might finish four and eight. I am worried for the rest of Iowa State's schedule. TCU, loss. At Cincinnati, right now, loss. At Baylor, if Baylor plays like they did in the fourth quarter, that's a loss. Kansas, loss. At BYU, loss. Texas at home, loss. At Kansas State, loss. That's that's two and ten. I don't think that will happen. Some of those are coin flips. Like a Baylor's a coin flip, a Cincy's a coin flip. However, if the coin doesn't flip your way, you're two and ten. If it does flip your way a couple times, you're five and seven. That's bad. Number 13, Oklahoma State. You suck. If I'm an Oklahoma State fan, I'm irate. I'm irate. This coach has had a gajillion years to figure this out and the easiest schedule in the Big 12 and just said, you know what? No, no, I'm good. I would rather just not win for a little bit. I'm chilling. If you guys are good, I'm good. And he's just, he, you know, consecutive losses. Uh, you lost to Iowa State. Bad. Now you're going to lose to Kansas State. Bad. Number 14, relegate them to the Sun Belt. Dana Holgerson's time in Houston is limited. It is limited. Dana, I'm sorry. Houston at 14. Number one, Texas. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Kansas State. Four, West Virginia. Five, Kansas. Now, here's your here's your drop-off to question marks. BYU at six. TCU at seven. Texas Tech at eight. Baylor at nine. UCF at 10. Cincy, 11. Iowa State, 12. Oklahoma State, 13. Houston, 14. Those are this week's Big 12 Power Rankings. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have I ever told you good folks about DoorDash? Because right now, instead of going on DoorDash, who you've trusted for years and years to buy, you know, all of your little little food things that you get, little food things, like you're missing syrup for your pancakes now, or you ran out of your favorite creamer, you need some uh, cereal, you can DoorDash it. You, you've trusted them to get your, your fast food. Now you can do it with your groceries, your burnt toast, your avocados that went bad. If you need fresh groceries for the week and don't have time to go to the store, try grocery delivery with DoorDash. You've trusted them to, to deliver for years, and now thousands of grocery stores are in their queue for you to order from. Get exactly what you ordered and get an even better value with DoorDash. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to check out limited time offer terms apply. 50% up, 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees in your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On College. Don't forget that's code Locked On College for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So we have a problem. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. I shaved my face. That's going to help a lot of you. Some of you, it's going to freak out. My mom included. I look 15 again. Freaks me out a little bit. Here is, here's the bad news. Right now, it's squarely Texas and Oklahoma's league. That's not good. When, when these two teams have already decided, hey, we don't want to play with you anymore, the Big 12 kind of says, hey, we can't play with you right now. That's a bad look. They get to laugh and laugh all the way to literally the bank the SEC. Money. So what is our best hope? Who is our hope? Kansas, you're out of the question. You just lost to Texas. Yet Kansas is still a top five team in my power rankings, considering what they've done offensively. They got beat by Texas handedly, 40 to 14. That's not good. Who's left? 
if you look at Texas' schedule the rest of the way, Oklahoma, that's a coin flip. I'll give you a coin flip. We'll say they win that game, they lose that game. Either way, let's keep rolling on. At Houston, that's a win. At home against BYU, that looks like a win. BYU can't run the ball. You have to be able to run and throw against Texas. Kansas State at home. I th- maybe you trip. They're they're at home, right? If it's at Kansas State, I feel a lot more confident. That's the third best team in this league. But at home at DKR, Texas has a real shot. At TCU, who just lost at home to West Virginia, that looks a lot like a win. At Iowa State, that's a definite win. At home against Texas Tech, no question. The only games that I could see Texas possibly struggling at, from this point on, Oklahoma, Kansas State, maybe a road game against TCU. Maybe TCU figures something out and Chandler Morris becomes deadly. And, and another maybe against BYU at home. Maybe Keaton Slovis rises to the occasion, at least makes things close and covers. But the only coin flip games, true coin flips that I see, would be OU and Kansas State. Coin flip 50-50 meaning Texas can win one and lose the other. We'll say they they beat Oklahoma, lose to Kansas State, finish 11-1, and one, they go to Arlington. I keep waiting for them to trip up, for them to lose to somebody, and they keep not doing it. This is a Texas team that is obviously damn good, but they are used to just playing down their competition and losing to somebody. I'm not seeing a lot of somebodies right now in the schedule. I'm not seeing a lot of somebodies in this league that can put up with the Texas Longhorns. Then there's Oklahoma. They've got Texas, coin flip. Give them a loss there. That would drop Oklahoma to 5-1. and one. K- UCF at home, win. At Kansas, that's probably a win. At Oklahoma State, guaranteed win. They get to play West Virginia at home. Home game, West Virginia is good. I'd love to give the edge to the Mountaineers. That's probably a win. At BYU, coin flip. TCU at home, 11 a.m. on Fox. That's a win. Looking at the rest of the Oklahoma schedule, give coin flips to maybe BYU on the road at Kansas and West Virginia. Again, you're staring down the barrel of OU losing to Texas, losing one, maybe two of those games. They sit at 10 and two, nine and three, and look, look like Arlington because everybody else is beating up on everybody else except for Kansas State. And the problem here with Kansas State is you don't get an opportunity to knock off Oklahoma. You don't get that chance. That could be an issue later down the road. Meaning, all of this considered, Texas and OU both with paths that look fairly easy to go to the Big 12 championship and and be those two teams in Arlington, which would be nightmarish. The only team that can save us right now is Kansas State. At Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, and TCU at home, their next three games right here in October. All very winnable games, especially as bad as Oklahoma State and Texas Tech have been playing. TCU, that being a home game in Manhattan, and Houston after that, those are wins as well. Kansas State is a real shot to be 7-1 and one when they go to Texas. They get Baylor at home, Kansas on the road, Iowa State at home. Kansas State, at this point in time, based on everything we've seen in this conference, is the hope. If there is one chance for the Big 12 to try to dethrone Texas, to dethrone Oklahoma, it's Kansas State. Here, here's a, a massive issue with what's happening right now. There's not another team. It's going to have to be Texas and Kansas State or Oklahoma and Kansas State in Arlington. That's it. 
unless the one secret weapon the Big 12 has left, the West Virginia Mountaineers, undefeated in Big 12 play, wins against two of the irate eight, not Houston. They didn't beat Oklahoma State. They beat Texas Tech and TCU, a team that went to last year's national championship. And there they are. Now, look, do I think West Virginia is going to run the table in this conference and go all the way to Arlington? I wouldn't put money on it right now. But the way the rest of this schedule shakes out for Neil Brown, the way he's gotten this team to rally around itself, the way that they played even without Garrett Green, with or without, they're dangerous. They're going to win against Houston. They're going to win against Oklahoma State. They're going to run the damn ball against UCF and win that game. Again, likely a win against BYU. West Virginia has one really tough test left on this schedule. Really tough. There are some hard ones, but a, a, a monumentally challenging test left on the schedule. Oklahoma on the road. They avoid Texas. They've already beaten TCU and Texas Tech, two of the toughest games on their schedule, preseason at least. Now, who's tougher than TCU on their schedule remaining? I, I don't know. If they get BYU at home, BYU is dangerous, but it's a home game. Tough place to play in Morgantown. This schedule leans West Virginia. And at this point, roll nears. We need you. Dream scenario. Book it. Texas, Oklahoma, no Arlington. Kansas State, West Virginia, the Big 12 championship. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Jace Medical. Take care of yourself, folks. Get you a Jace case. All it takes to get a Jace case, which has five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, is to jump online, maybe even talk on a quick call with certified physicians, and then get instant care. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to helping you with consultation and care. So right now, Jay's case can help save you. Get $20 off of these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves with the Jace case. Five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind. $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. BYU fans, I cannot thank you enough. Truly, every time I walk away from Provo, Utah, and every time I've been twice, I said like I do it all the, all the time, I have just been floored. The reception, the hospitality is great. But this last time I went, this weekend that I went, I, I, I was emotional coming back to my hotel room, emotional leaving Provo, Utah. The, re, the reception, getting your boots on the ground at a Big 12 game, being there, and the, it felt like the red carpet was rolled out for myself and Roger Sherman, who is a legend in, in media. And to get to join the guys on, on BYU Sports Nation game day, to have the blue crew behind me, there's a, this is a wild story. I met guys like Parker. I met Caleb. I met Cal. 
I met so many people. I mean, I, Luke, I could, I could keep going for at least 10 minutes over the different people that I met and got to take pictures with and say hello to. I, I've never been received like that by a place. I've never been felt that way by people, whether it was the soccer game on Thursday that was sold out and packed, the football game that was sold out on Friday and packed, just the, the kindness that was displayed is special. If you haven't been to a game at BYU, bucket list. Bucket list. Here's a, here's a great example. A couple of them. One, kid shows up at the game with a big sign that says, I love Drake. Angel, if you're listening, wow. I was blown away at that. My mom was blown away. She couldn't believe it. My whole family couldn't. You know, I'm just a kid from Valonia, Arkansas. That was special. The opportunity to do a cougar tail eating contest. A couple of girls in the student section grabbed me like, you're in our team. I don't know what it meant. We ate cougar tails together. I mean, just, just to be at that stage with, you know, I'm like I'm 22 years old. A million households watching BYU Sports Nation, sitting on that stage with those guys talking about the Big 12, with the blue crew behind me. Feeling like because of BYU, what I do is seen. And then maybe the coolest part of standing in the student section is after I've gone on game day and kind of given my spiel about how BYU is ready. And, and I th- I do believe that, you know, BYU is ready to attack in the power five. And I see the, the students are passing this thing along and it gets to me. And this girl to my left goes, um, I think this is for you. She hands me and it's a little bottle of Visine. You'll remember on last Friday's show, if you're an everyday listener, my eyes were bloodshot terribly red in Provo, Utah. And I promised viewers I was not high or drunk. It's Provo. Couldn't have been if I wanted to be. I was simply dealing with the dry air in Provo and the terribly dry air in my hotel room. Somebody, a listener out there, Amber, heard that and said, you know what? On the way to the game, not knowing if she would find me or even see me, she she stopped at the gas station, picked up Visine and brought it to me. She found me. And I was looking around, looking around to see where the Visine came from. And I looked over and there was this lady. It was Amber. And, and she mouthed, welcome to Provo. I, I was floored at that. The attention to detail from random, kind BYU fans. And, and I say random to try to put in effect the, the idea that for these people who did it, they 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 don't know me, you know. Like the, these people are just doing this this kind stuff out of I don't know, you know. Like well, what do you call that? It, it's a commitment to faith. Certainly, it's the root of this. But the the idea that this show has become such a place where it feels like between myself and you, the listeners, there is a a, a, a almost a family like sense. That's what I got going to BYU. I mean, like the hugs. That I was at the handshakes, the dap ups I was able to give out. And and to say they're random people is to loosely say, hey, look, we've never met before. Never met. We, on, on paper, this is a random happenstance that we are coming together and meeting for the first time, but it felt so natural, so, so awesome to get to see these BYU fans, meet these BYU fans who listen every day. Uh, and then the game, there's, there's not an atmosphere like that in the Big 12. The place is rocking. It's so intimidating. The fire dancers jawing at the opposing team. It's just special, man. Everything that I got was special. And to have that kind of relationship with those who listen to this show, I just want you to know, I, I again, I mean, I'm 22 years old, you know? Like, I, I, it's kind of weird. I was watching that Monty show thing the other day. 
And when they were like, you know, the lockdown Big 12 is not a reputable source. They're not credible at all. I just thought, wow. Above all else, this is cool. <laughs> you know, like I should probably be really upset. These guys are just thrashing me right now. Just absolutely crapping all over this show. But to be 22 and in this chair and talking to you every day, um, that's awesome. You know, despite how upset the Monty show was. And to know that I get to have a conversation with you, though one-sided, each and every day is such a blessing for me. Um, and as someone who is, uh, as someone who is, a, a guy of faith, I don't want to say man, I'm 22, a guy of faith. That I think it goes a long way. This is my vocation, and that is proven every single day. <sighs> Blown away. Thank you, thank you, truly. To Hema, to Aubrey, to that entire staff, to Jeremy Spencer, uh, to everybody at BYU. I, I, wow, just it's special. You have something very special there. I hope you know that. This has been, it always will be. Come back tomorrow. We're going to talk more Big 12, I think. Box on. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande. <laughs> <laughs>